Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith. We're living life in the spirit. Thanks for joining with me today as we just take a moment to come into the scriptures and to spend time lifting up the name of Yeshua. I hope you are blessed and encouraged today. It's Friday. It's preparation day. We're getting ready for the Sabbath rest and for the appointed time. Remember, you know, the Sabbath is not just the day of us fellowshipping together, but it's also an appointed time before Yehovah, before God. And we see that in Leviticus chapter 23, that the Sabbath is a feast day. So in this preparation day, we want to be ready. We want to uh, be on track for what he wants to say to us. We want to get our hearts ready. We want to get through this day and get to the end of today. You know, I'm in the USA on the East Coast time. Get to the end of today where we can lay everything down and say, Father, I trust you. I've done everything I can within this week. Now I trust you. On the seventh day, uh, you call us to rest, and we will rest knowing that you will take care of anything that even we didn't get complete. So we don't need to be stressed, but we need to be encouraged in a mighty God. Today, I want to come to you and share with you just about what the Holy Spirit is doing with the ministry this week. I hope you get our newsletters. If you don't get our newsletters, I want to encourage you, go to bulldozerfaith.com. And you'll see the tab for the newsletters and just click on the newsletter tab for the updates uh, so that you can receive uh, the updates of what's going on within the ministry. I want to give you some praise reports over what's going on. And uh, it really is exciting what's taking place. If you are tuning in right now, just give us a shout out. Let us know where you're watching from. If you are watching on uh, uh, YouTube, remember to do the thumbs up there as well. I see we've got Joshua with us down in South Africa. Welcome. Thanks for joining with us. Like I said, if you're tuning in, just give us a shout out. Tell us where you're watching from. And uh, it always is good to see who is online so that we can stand with each other in prayer and press forward. So let's just take a moment in the presence of Yehovah to get into um the scriptures and also just to share what the Holy Spirit has put on my heart. Today we're going to talk about I'm not ashamed of the gospel. What does it take to be a witness and a testimony for God? Hallelujah. Father, I want to thank you for this day. We just take a moment to set ourselves aside in your presence. God, you are able to do what you said that you would do, that you are a God who makes a way. You are the God who brings the breakthrough, brings the transformation. Father, you're, you're the God who reaches and snatches the broken from the grips of hell. I thank you, Father, you're a God of salvation, of deliverance, and we call on your name, Yeshua HaMashiach. We thank you, Yeshua Jesus, for what you have done for us, and we ask you to be established within our lives at this time. And as we press in today and share testimony, I pray for every person that's watching that you will minister to them, you will empower them by your Spirit, and that together we can be part of the move of the Spirit, of what you're doing, not just within our lives as individuals, but what you're doing within uh, the nations of the world, that you have called us to be a part of your kingdom. We are not of this world. We may be in it, but we are not of this world. So we lay our lives down before you and we ask, Father, that the fire of your spirit 
will come forth from our lives in the name of Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, huh, let me tell you what's going on. We're in Crystal River here in Florida. And uh, everywhere we go, you know how important it is for me that we lay that foundation of prayer. We don't want to see things happen just because uh, of uh, marketing or all the buttons we're pushing, that we want to see his glory manifest. We want to get to those locations where the darkness prevails. We, you know, we don't want to go to the place where everything's all great. No, we're going to the place of darkness. We're going to the place of difficulty. And we're asking the Holy Spirit, will you shine your light in this location? Will you pour out your spirit in this location? Father, will you move within this community? Will you bring salvation and deliverance? Well, I'm getting all sorts of text messages and words from people from all over because of revival that's happening within their personal lives and also within their community. The Holy Spirit is showing up. He is transforming people as we go and, and lay that example of what it truly means to be a disciple for Yehovah. People are catching the fire. You know, William and Melinda, what a blessing it was to be with them uh, for Thanksgiving last week um, in, uh, in their town in Florida. I can't remember the name of the town now. But, you know, we ordain them in the ministry. We recognize what the Father's doing in their life. The Spirit, the fire of God is all over them. They are out there ministering to the broken. We were able to sow a tent into their ministry, into their walk to be effective in evangelism. And they are faithfully out there. They are revved up, so revved up. Why? Because people's lives are being changed. They've never lived in a moment, in a time where they see so many miracles, so many needs, so many people want to share with them. It's just powerful what's happening. We've got Tammy up there in Blackstone, Virginia. He's on fire. He just messaged me. He says, count me in as one of the pastors of the park. Man, we are committed to going out, ministering to the broken with the letters of hope. They're printing out letters of hope. Uh, they're getting everything set up for street ministry. Uh, committed people to make a difference. We've got teams in uh, Canada who are committed, who are out there pressing in in Pembrokeshire, uh, in Sarnia, and their, their focus is how do we bring Yeshua to a broken generation? How do we minister to the needs of the people? And, you know, what's happening is they're recognizing that people are in need. They're praying for the needs. They're seeing miracles happen. They're seeing the supernatural manifesting. And, you know, we're seeing salvation right here in, uh, in Crystal River. I get up one morning, you know, five o'clock, get all organized. I set my tent up seven o'clock in the morning. I'm out there starting to get light and I'm laying the foundation of prayer. Holy Spirit, will you move in this location? Setting up where he calls me to set up. Then all of a sudden, all these road workers show up. They close the road down. And right where I've got uh, my prayer tent, no one can get to the prayer tent. So what about what am I surrounded with? I'm surrounded with construction workers. And I had the incredible opportunity to minister to those construction workers. And some people might think, oh, you know, what a bummer. I got set up and then I just got closed down. No, I didn't get closed down. It just changed who I was 
seeking to minister to. And now I have the opportunity to minister to construction workers. Austin, man, what a testimony. What a time of ministering the gospel of Yeshua directly into his heart, into his life, to give him a layer of hope and, and just see the transformation. Then I can't forget Phil, what happened with Phil when he came up to me, when he shared about you know how much pain he's in and what he's gone through because his two-year-old drowned in their swimming pool, devastated, broken with five other kids and, and a wife and just working three jobs, just trying to survive and facing such an incredible hardship of tragedy and, and loss. And just to minister, don't run away from God at these times, you know, run to him. He cares for you. He's the one, he's the source that can give you comfort to break through in the midst of your pain. That pain that you're trying to get rid of, that guilt that you're trying to deal with, you've got to cast this onto Yeshua. He cares for you. And I watched film just receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit, receive the letter of hope, the Holy Spirit pouring into his life. We've got to pray with other construction workers as well. And, you know, the Holy Spirit just poured out. And I stayed out there for a few hours. And I just let them come. I just let them walk over to the tent. as they're pretending to do a little bit of work near the tent just so they can have an opportunity. Will you pray for me? Will you stand with me? Listen, we live in a day where the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. Therefore, earnestly pray that the Lord will send forth the workers in the harvest field. And we talked about that the other day, the importance of what it truly means to earnestly pray. And as a ministry, you know, we're a mission agency, and our focus is to raise up pastors, evangelists, and fivefold ministry gifts and teach people how to be effective in ministering to their community. Let's establish the kingdom of God in the earth in this generation. This is the day of signs and wonders and miracles. Maybe I'm not preaching right now. Maybe I'm prophesying. Are you ready to see the outpouring of the Spirit within your life, within your community? Listen, many of us have just been limiting things to our life. Oh, I want to see the outpouring of the Spirit. I want God to do something for me. And what is He saying to you and me today? Will you allow me to work through you and minister the healing power of Yeshua to a broken generation? I set up in another location where the Holy Spirit told me. He said, are you ready for a, a, an open heaven? Are you ready to witness the transforming power of my spirit? And I'm like, yes, Father, I'm ready. Yes, I'm ready. He showed me this one location. He said, I want you to set up here. And I, I want you just to make a statement of the truth of Yeshua. I want you to proclaim my word from this location. And I went on Facebook Live. I gave people 10 minutes. What does it look like as we make a road, as we make a way for the ministry of the gospel to be established, even when it looks like there is no way? I was in this uh, car park with some grassy areas with, a restroom, like a little, not uh, you know, like a little stop place for people traveling, and uh, like a rest area. And I sat up there, and there was nobody there. So what did I do? I started waving to the cars. I started, you know, interacting with the traffic that was going by on this extremely busy road. And you know, it started to make an impact. The Holy Spirit started to pour out. And what did He cause people to do? 
he caused people to stop and come over to the prayer tent to seek uh, wisdom from God, to hear from heaven. The next day, when I went back, I said, Father, will you establish your word within this area? Will you bring forth salvation? Will you bring forth deliverance in this area? And as I get there, there's a few cars there. I get set up. I get everything in place. I prayer walk around uh, the, the whole area. There's a couple of cars there and things. And there's this one woman I witnessed in her, in her car, and the Holy Spirit said, I, I need uh, to minister to that woman. And I walked up, and I, I tapped on her window, and I gave her a letter of hope. And as I gave her that letter of hope, I said, listen, you know, Jesus, he loves you. He cares for you. You are so special to him. And I just want to bless you with this letter of hope. And if you would like prayer, we're over in the prayer tent. Feel free to come over and ask for prayer. And then we just walk on and continually minister to others. Let the people come. Let the people who are being uh, moved by the Spirit, transformed by the Spirit, come. We want to see the fruitfulness of God move because of what He is doing, not because of our uh, persuasion or, or how we think that we are called to minister. So anyway, 10, 15 minutes later, as I'm over in the prayer tent, just ministering and, and reaching out to people, this young woman comes over and she walks over, tears running down her face, holding the letter of hope. She said, this letter has changed my life. This is, this is exactly what I needed today. I need salvation. I need to give my life to Jesus. And she came over. She started to repent of her sins. She started to give her life to Yeshua. Now, you know, as uh, you know, we don't, we don't uh, say pray this prayer after me when people want salvation. I, I tell them, it's got to come out of your heart. Just let the words come out of your heart. Repent of your sins. Give your life to Yeshua. Give your life to your life to Jesus right now, and experience the transforming power of a mighty God. And that's exactly what she did. She poured out, and she gave her life to Yeshua. Was supernaturally set free. And we are praying right now for Anthony, her boyfriend, that we have an opportunity to minister into his life as well. How close are people in the area of suicide? How close are people in the area of drug addiction and desperation because they're trying to find their way in life and they feel like they've been handed uh, a bad hand and they can't have the things that other people have? And here's our opportunity to minister the love of Yeshua. Now, we've got to uh, be stirred up in the spirit and... Uh, you know, if you got our newsletter, you'll see. And I, again, I'm telling you, you've got to get our newsletter to know what's happening. In our newsletter, we just uh, sent out, and I'll post it on Facebook, actually. I'll get uh, um, or on the social media. Maybe I'll find a way to post it on Facebook. But anyway, we have just ordered, we've developed a whole bunch of special signs. Uh, we've ordered all these signs. We're stepping out in faith to get all these things put together. Uh, which is specifically uh, specifically designed for the area where the Father is calling me to do outreach. Crystal, uh, Crystal River is a little different than other areas. It's not like we can just go to the normal parks here because people are not out exercising and walking in the parks. So we've got to find another way to minister the truth of the gospel. 
so what we're doing is we're we're getting we've got to get another uh, uh, tent uh, uh, prayer tent because the one we've got we haven't got um, the waterproof walls because here in Florida what happens it's a nice day all of a sudden the rain comes it comes for 20 minutes then the rain goes away and it's back to nice weather again well we haven't got time to put up and take down everything in the process so we're going to get a tent that we have rollable sides so we have the sides up when the rain comes we drop the sides down everything is protected in the tent we're kept dry we let the big flash floods come through and then afterwards we lift the signs up and we can continue to minister in the area without doing all the takedowns set up again so we're asking our partners we're asking friends of the ministry to stand with us today to stand with us right now we are seeking to raise two thousand dollars right now for all of these new signs for the tent uh, for all the printing of the letters of hope and everything that we do we are getting ready to minister to thousands of people within this community and we're asking you to stand with us are we going to stand together and see salvation and deliverance and transformation within people's lives and this is our responsibility as the body of messiah that we stand together and that we are effective in ministering the gospel so right now as you're watching you can go online buildthoseoffaith.com you can see ways to give you can also uh, give through cash app you'll see that in the description as well on the social media platforms that you are watching and you'll also see it on the give page under usa donation so no matter where you are in the world if you want to give and support uh, uh, the work that we do you know we want to be a blessing as a ministry we want to also bless other people with tents we want to bless other people who are called with the tools so that they can share uh, the gospel you know uh, Ma um, uh, Melinda just wrote a letter of hope and just posted it on our platform and this is why I encourage people you know praise the name of Yeshua for how you can use the letter of hope that we have but I want to encourage you that um, uh, hold on a sec we just had a call coming in there I'll stop that I wanted to encourage you uh, with the letter of hope that what is the letter that's coming forth from your heart let that letter of hope come forth uh, in your life today so anyway I want to read from Romans man I love the zeal of Paul and how he lives his life he says I Paul a servant of Yeshua the Messiah called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of Elohim this is Romans chapter 1 verse 1 Paul a servant of Messiah what are we seeing set apart for the gospel of God the gospel of Elohim hallelujah where are the set apart people where are those that are giving their lives to the gospel let's train people up let's send them out to preach the gospel of the king for such a time as this the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the holy scriptures regarding his son who is to his earthly life was a descendant of David and through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of Elohim in, in power by his resurrection from the dead Yeshua the Messiah our Lord oh hallelujah what do we see here 
we see Paul, he opens up the scripture. He says, listen, I was called to be apostle. I was set apart for the gospel of God, right? How was he set apart? He was set apart by the spirits. And then we see uh, the work of uh, uh, the Holy Spirit in action. The prophets were carried by the spirit to proclaim salvation, to proclaim the day of the Lord that would come, that the Son of God would come. He was appointed by the Spirit. He was sent. The words went forth. Why? What is it about these prophetic words? These prophetic words are powerful. Why are they powerful? Because they demonstrate the reality of God. The word goes forth before, and we have confidence in His word. That's why in prophecy, we need to be people who are seeking the word of the Lord. Don't just do things because you can. Do things because he says. Are we responding to the call of God? Are we responding to what he is speaking to us? Some of us have so limited God in our understanding. We've so limited God in how we live our lives. And he's calling us to stand up. He's calling us to press forward. The gospel was promised beforehand through the prophets of the Holy Scripture. The gospel was promised. What are we promised in this day? We are promised that the Holy Spirit will pour out. And we live in a day-to-day, -day, and what's people's focus? Their focus is, well, you know, the end of the world's coming. We're just going to be a little remnant, so let's run to the hills. Let's run for our life. Instead, we should be saying, these are the last days. This is our opportunity to bring the gospel of the kingdom to this generation. So in our ministry, you're going to find us extremely focused on one thing, and that is to bring the gospel of the kingdom to this generation. So the spirit of holiness was, a, was a, a, you know, Yeshua was appointed, right? The son of Elohim in power by his resurrection from the dead. Well, what is it about the resurrection from the dead? It's the confirmation of the promise the reason why Jesus, Yeshua, came to the earth was fulfilled in the resurrection of the Messiah. Death has no sting. We have eternal life in Yeshua, the Messiah. We have a high priest. He's not, we've not just got a high priest that's going to die. We don't have a high priest that has to do sin offerings and um, preparation for themselves before they can deal with the people, but we have a high priest in the order of Melchizedek who will live forever. He will never die. We, you know, we have the promises. He is a sinless high priest. He doesn't have to take up um, any sacrifices and offerings for his sin or for his life. He has demonstrated who he is. And what is it that causes the fire of the Spirit in the apostles and in the, the believers of the early uh, uh, fellowship of the, the faith, the assembly, what caused them to lay their lives down? What caused them to give their all? It was the very fact that Yeshua, the Messiah, was risen from the dead. He is risen. He has resurrected from the dead. If we will just get hold of that understanding, Jesus is alive. He is risen. Hallelujah. How do I know that? Because I see the risen power of Jesus manifesting in the hearts of those that we minister to. I see the supernatural power of God setting people free. 
We see deliverances. We see healing. We see salvation. It's coming through. It's by His resurrection from the dead, Yeshua the Messiah, our Lord. Through Him we received grace and apostleship uh, to call all of the nations to obedience that comes from faith for His name's sake. And you also are among those nations, among those of the nations who are called to belong to Yeshua the Messiah, to Jesus Christ. We are called to belong to Him. We are called to belong to Him. We have received the grace. We've received the forgiveness. It's by grace through faith that we are saved. And we don't just receive forgiveness, but we receive the, the, the order of this is why you were born. This is the purpose of your life, to bring the glory of God to this generation. So I want you to think about that for a second. Yes, you're saved by grace, but what is Yeshua? What's Jesus calling you to? How is he calling you to walk? What's the gifts and the calling that he has placed within, uh, within your life? And, and listen, I'm not telling you just to look at what's going on in the natural. I'm, I'm asking you to identify by the Spirit something even deeper than that. What's the word of God concerning you? Is he calling you? to go and make disciples of the nations? Is he calling you to be a preacher of the gospel? Is he calling you into ministry? And let me tell you something, every single believer is called to ministry. And just because you're called to ministry doesn't mean that you can't be a marketplace minister. It doesn't mean that you can't be a minister even as a housewife, a minister um, in your workplace, a minister in your school. No matter where you are, we are called to minister the gospel. But where are those sent ones? Where are those who have orders from the Spirit? I believe as I'm speaking right now, someone's hearing the Word of God very clear. He's telling you that you are called to be a pastor of the park. He's telling you that you are called to minister the love of God in your community. Are you receiving that Word right now? How are you going to respond to the Word of God that he has placed within your heart. He is calling us to be a holy people, those who are set apart. And we go back to verse 1 of Romans chapter 1. And what does it say? He says, Paul, he's a servant of Yeshua the Messiah. What does it mean to be a servant? Listen, I have no voice. That's what Paul is saying. I don't have a voice. I'm a servant. I'm not here to deliver my opinion. I'm here to speak forth the word of my master. And my master is Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. He says, I am a servant of Jesus Christ. I am called as a sent one. An apostle is not, you know, some high office of authority, but it's a high office of servanthood. He is called to, to pioneer, to go and do work for the gospel. He is set apart for the gospel of God. And I truly believe that as we spend time today, that someone's receiving the word of God, you're called to be set apart for the gospel. Well, how am I going to provide? How am I going to get through life? My God is able. He will provide for you. He will make a way. He will, he, he will meet every need that you have. Yes, you may face turmoil. You may face trials. You may face persecutions. You may uh, go through suffering. All of those things. That's okay. You know, 
press forward. Do you think Paul shrunk back because he was going to be beaten in Jerusalem when they had the prophetic word and tied his hands with the belt and said, this is what's going to happen if you go there. His response is, hallelujah, praise the name of Yeshua. I'm not ashamed of the gospel and I'm going to go to those persecutors and I'm going to bring the truth of the gospel. He did not love his life unto anything. And he said, I don't care if I lose my life. If I lose my life again, you know, and we've got to die to self and live in Messiah. So let's just look at verse uh, 7. To all in Rome who are loved by Elohim and called to be his holy people. And, you know, this is our emphasis. We're talking about where's the sent ones. Do you understand that you are called today? You are called to be his holy people. You might be struggling with sin and you go through that first stage, uh, you know, the first seven chapters of Romans. And what's it dealing with? It's dealing with that sinful nature. It's dealing with, listen, let me tell you something. The work of Jesus is so powerful. He's making a way to bring complete deliverance to everything that you might be facing. But are you a slave to sin? Are you a slave to the ways of this world? Then something's got to change. You've got to understand that God's saying, I've set you apart. He's saying, I've called you to be a holy people. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Grace, yes, you need grace. We all need grace. We need his shalom. What does it mean to have peace? You can have peace even in the midst of the storm. So what is the peace of God? It's understanding that Messiah is with you. With Christ and the vessel, you can smile at the storm as we go sailing by. Well, we know the, we know the disciples, when they were in the boat and Jesus was sleeping, they were not smiling at the storm. But the lesson for us is, you know, if you have Yeshua with you, then everything's going to be okay. It doesn't matter what you see in front of you. Everything is going to be okay. So Messiah's with you. Hear the word of the Lord. Everything's going to be okay. Oh, it might not look good right now. You might be in the midst of the storm, but hear the word of Yahovah. Hear the word of the Lord God Almighty. Everything's going to be okay. I'm going to bring you through. What report have you received are we going to believe the report of the Lord? I am with you. My grace is here. My shalom, my peace is here. And the peace of God, it transcends all understanding. It doesn't matter what is going on within this world. His peace will break through. Verse 8. First, I thank my God through Yeshua the Messiah for all of you because your faith has been reported all over the world. Don't lose the zeal of God. Come on. Let uh, faith rise. Let the testimony of the supernatural be upon our lips. And you know, that's why I share. This is why we broadcast. We want to see bulldozer faith living life in the spirit. We serve a God who's very much alive and we want to uh, spur one another on into our holy calling that we will recognize you're a holy people. You're a set-apart people. That's what it means to be holy, to be set-apart. So stop living the life of this world and what the world expects of you and start living for Yeshua and recognize that you are 
called to be holy. That's an interesting word in verse 7, called. Uh, just because you're called doesn't mean you're walking in holiness. You've got to make a choice. Do we accept the call of God? If the phone rings, someone's calling you, but you can choose not to answer it. Is God calling you and you're not answering the call? Then guess what? You know, you might be called to be holy, but that doesn't mean you are holy. We have to respond to the call of God, and I pray that we will be those who respond to his call today. Hallelujah. Verse 9. God whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his son is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now, at last by God's will, the way may be open to me to come to you. Now, what do we see in this portion of scripture? You know, Paul, you're a busy guy. You know, what, what do you mean you got time to really press in and pray for these people that you are you know, <laughs> Yeshua is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. Never give up the place of prayer. How much time do we want to spend in prayer? Well, I've just got to read. I've just got to have information. I've just got to have the knowledge of God and everything's going to be okay. No, it's a praying people that's going to bring forth the deliverance and the transforming power of a mighty God. And, you know, let's learn from the example of Paul of how important it is to pray. Thank you, Father. We stand upon these promises. Let us be a people of intercession and a people of prayer. Oh, hallelujah. Praise and prayer. These are vitally important. Verse 11, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I love that. You know, Paul's not saying, hey, guys, I've arrived. <laughs> I've got it all together. You know what he's saying here? Listen, there's something that God's placed on the inside of me, and I want to impart it into your life. But here's the good news. There's something on the inside of you, and we can mutually benefit. I need what the Father has placed on the inside of you to, uh, to amplify, to enhance who Messiah is is to me. We're not called to walk alone. We're not called. You know, there's many ministries, they want to isolate themselves off. And, you know, effectively, you know, everyone's wrong, we're the only ones right. Let me tell you something. Be careful, because that is uh, not how we're called to live. We're not called to look at everyone uh, and, and judge them you know, from what they understand and what they know. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. If you've asked Yeshua, Jesus Christ, into your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you desire to serve Him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, you don't need to be like me, but I believe that there's things that the Father has placed within me that can be an encouragement to your faith. But I also recognize just how much I need the encouragement, and I need the faith, and I need the testimony of what the Father is doing in your life. I need the gifts of what God is doing in you to be a blessing to what I do in my faith walk and my calling as we seek to serve the Lord. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. So we speak forth the strength of the Lord right now. I release the strength of God over your life. 
that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Let's share faith testimony. Listen, if you don't join with us on Sunday morning, 8 a.m. the East Coast time, 7 a.m. Central time, uh, 3 p.m. Israel time, join with us. What's important about this time on the Sunday is that we can be encouraged by each other's faith. We can share testimony. We can pray together. We can stand together. Verse 13, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I plan many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among other nations. Now, I love this, what Paul's saying. He's saying, listen, I, you know, I'm not just coming to hang around with the holy people. You know, I'm coming to have a harvest among you. So what's the calling of Paul? His calling is to bring the gospel of Messiah, the gospel of God, as we see in verse 1, the gospel promised in verse 2. His calling is to bring the good news to a lost and broken generation. He says, I can't wait to get there, <laughs> because when I get there, I want to reap a harvest for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Verse 14, I am obligated to both Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I'm so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. Listen, why is it so important that he has to preach the gospel to those in Rome? He's writing a letter to the believing community. He's saying, listen, I need you to understand, are we communicating the gospel effectively to this generation? Well, I have the blessing right now to be staying in a, a friend's home, a ministry friend's home. They've blessed me with this home for the next week. And I'm going to be writing and finishing um, our uh, uh, book and our series on I'm a Witness. And I want you to pray for me this week. I'm taking a week out of street evangelism to work on this book. Why? So that we can minister the gospel of the kingdom to believers. How can we be more effective in our faith? How can we be more effective in how we minister? So we've ordered a whole bunch of signs. We've ordered all the things and all the tools that we need by faith. Uh, for uh, next week, and I'm going to spend the week in writing and preparation. And like I said, if you're just joining with us, we're asking you to join with us. We're, we're asking you to support the work. You know, we need to raise $2,000 this week. We've got to raise $2,000, and I want to ask you to play a part. You can go to um, Cash App. It's just Cash App, uh, dollar sign, Bulldozer Faith. Or you can, you can click on the link in the description as well. Or you can give by credit card. You can give, give by Zelle. Uh, however you want to do it, you can see the instructions on the website, bulldozerfaith.com. But listen, we are passionate about preaching the gospel. I'm not asking you to give to me. I'm asking you to give and pour into uh, the lives of others. We give out packs to the homeless. We, we're always looking to minister to those in need. We buy shopping for people. We do as much with what we have. So if we have a lot, we do more. If we don't have a lot, we just press in in the place of prayer. Hold on. We've got different people trying to phone through right now on the live feed. I don't know how to switch it off. I'm sure there's a way actually, but uh, anyway, we're just coming close to an end. So 
verse 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it's the power of God to bring salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the nations. For in the gospel, the righteousness of Elohim is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Hallelujah. He is calling us not to be ashamed of the gospel. He's calling us to bring forth the power of God and to bring salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the nations, the Gentiles. Are we ready to take the gospel of the kingdom to this generation? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. That's why I can stand waving at cars and minister and shout out in uh, um, uh, the local community and public places to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. Father, I want to thank you for this time today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to share your word and to minister your gospel of the kingdom to this generation. I pray right now for every person who is watching. Father, that we can walk together, that we can be an encouragement and add to each other's faith. We pray, Father, for the work you're going to do here in Crystal River, for the work you're already doing, for the salvation, the deliverances, the transformation we've already witnessed. We thank you, but we know that you have a greater work to do here. We pray, Father, for the harvest to be brought in in Crystal River, Florida. We pray, Father, that you'll meet every need that we have for the equipment that we've ordered, that you'll bring in this $2,000 quickly. Father, that it will not be burdensome. Father, that our hands will not be tied when it comes to preaching the gospel, that you will provide everything we need as a mission agency to be effective for your kingdom, that we can be an organization that sends people to make disciples, that equips people to make disciples. So I pray for every family that's watching right now. I pray you minister to our hearts, that you strengthen us, you equip us by your spirit, that we can see your kingdom come and your will done. And Father, we just want to say we love you. We love you. We want our lives to count. Help our lives to count for your kingdom. That's our prayer. Hallelujah. Well, thank you for watching with me. Uh, I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with this word. I want to encourage you to please share this word with others. Let's be effective for the kingdom of God. Let's see his kingdom come and his will done. And, you know, glory to God. He is alive. He is living within our lives. And I want to hear your testimonies. What's the Holy Spirit doing in your area? Please write and share your testimony. Again, if you want to give to the ministry, go to buildoverfaith.com. You'll see the giving platform on there. And uh, we appreciate all those that support the work that we do. Because just remember, we are a nonprofit. Without you, you know, what can we accomplish? You know, the Father moves on the hearts of his people to be effective for his kingdom. So thanks for standing with us. Thanks for being partners with us. And more importantly, thank you for praying for the work that we do, that we have safety everywhere we go and that we have the fruits of the Spirit in everything that we say and everything that we do. Thanks for watching. Until next time, shalom, shalom.